Athens Citizen of the Year is selected by the people who won the award the previous five years. For 2020, that was Drew Douglas, Willie Robson, Milburn Cheney, Freddie Paul, and Steve Barksdale. With the pandemic in mind, this year the group decided to honor the medical community of Athens. Here's Steve Barksdale. We want to honor, as citizen of the year 2020, the team of doctors that we have and the doctor society we have here, the administrators that we have for each one of these facilities that help generate what we have here, uh, the nursing staff from the nurses at the hospital, they have to endure a different type of thing that nurses at the assisted living have, all the different things that they have to deal with. We're looking at clinical people that are behind the scenes that are in the labs and, and helping serve. And then we're looking at non-clinical, which is those people that have to clean up every day and every hour. They're walking down the halls with a mop and with a spray and with a wipe down. And, you know, they're trying to keep the COVID from even coming close to us. And then our first responders, you know, how would it be, be like if you and I went in to help somebody and they're dying of COVID and we don't have any protection other than we're just going to pick them up and take, carry them, put them in the ambulance, you know, or air flight them, something like that. You know, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling to me that they have the heart and the passion, which is their, that's what they've chose to do. But think about, put yourself in their shoes. What do they feel like when they have to go home and thinking, well, you know, do I have COVID? Am I taking it home with me? You know, and um, it, I, I, the fear factors there and, and only by the grace of God that we've been blessed that we have this group of people that we can at least highlight. And we just didn't want to leave anybody out. And so we want to make sure that anybody that's healthcare provider of Athens, Texas, deserves to be our citizen of the year for 2020. To highlight the medical community, we chose to talk with someone from each of the major areas Steve mentioned. Doctors, nurses, administrators, clinical, non-clinical, and first responders. Today, our guest is UT Health East Texas EMS Regional Director, Todd Loper. Thank you for being here. You bet. Appreciate you being here. Tell us a little bit about your background, who you are, and what you do. So I've worked uh, with UT Health East Texas EMS for about 16 years now, and um, I came up as a paramedic, and I've, I've been in Henderson County area for the past seven to eight years now. Uh, so I'm responsible for daily operations uh, within uh, the whole company and then also specifically for Henderson County, Athens, Gunboro, exterior. For UT Health for your ambulances? Yes, yes sir, for you. Okay, so how many how many ambulances are there in our area, or how many EMS workers are there? Right. So um, altogether, we employ about three hundred employees. Wow. Uh, that, that's that's uh, field staff, office staff, and, and everything. Um, we have a number of units that are in no specific number because they flex back and forth between the hours of the days and the needs and stuff like that. So, but uh, multiple thirty six to thirty eight uh, during peak hours at sometimes. So the main reason we want you here today and we want to talk to you today is because of the pandemic. Um, and obviously that's something that, you know, talking to everybody else, you know, it's one of those things I think you always know could happen, but it's not something you actually train for or really think about a whole lot. Right. So tell us what, what was it like for EMS to, to deal with a pandemic situation? 
Well, it's kind of been a, a whirlwind. It, it, like you said, it's, it's new to everybody. Uh, no one expected this. No one knows how to deal with it. So we, we, we take the beginning stages when we started this, uh, you know, listening to the media, listening to other countries, other areas with, with this uh, COVID. And, and then it starts hitting us, and then the country kind of goes on lockdown. Our call volume actually went very low. Uh, people was not calling 911. I, I don't think a lot of people were going to the hospitals. Things were shut down. Um, I think there was fear uh, of becoming sick. So, of course, our call volume went went down low. So that was weird in itself. And then as things progressed, you know, we, we started uh, seeing a lot more sick people, uh, critical people, because they weren't going to the hospital, people that sh should have been, been waited too long. So uh, we definitely encourage people not to wait. But our call volume started increasing as, as this disease uh, progressed. And, uh, of course, we deal with sickness within our own entity, uh, keeping everybody uh, uh, healthy. Uh, wearing the mask and right now we're seeing numbers we've never seen before and uh, i hope we're at the peak stage uh, but it's it's been interesting it's been an overall whirlwind and uh, a learning experience for everybody involved so that's that's interesting and one of the things i want to talk about right there for a second is that there was that dip where you had less calls because people were staying away because i know i've talked to um other folks this uh, throughout this series talked to dr michael swartwood and one of the things that he said is doctors have seen that people are really sick because they wait too long yes, to do anything because there's that fear factor involved have you seen and what i'm hearing from you is you've seen that fear factor uh, manifest itself in henderson county yes uh, of course we we've been on scene where we would desperately encourage folks to go to the hospital, and they would absolutely would not go. Um, uh, we we would explain what we thought was going on with them, uh, why they needed to go, that it is it is safe. Uh, we we're safe, and you know one of the reasons we wear PPE, uh, the masks, the gowns, the everything, is not just to keep ourselves safe, but it's also to keep our patients safe. So the hospitals, ourselves, we're, we're ready for that. And uh, we don't think anybody should fear going to the hospital. So when we talk about first responders, we're talking about uh, EMS. We're also talking about fire. We're also talking about police because they, they see a lot of that. But we wanted to talk to you specifically because you, you guys deal with the medical side so often. Um, what has the individual first responder had to do differently when they when they roll up on a scene is it different now i mean do you are you doing things differently than you did in 2019 yeah yes sir uh, sort of in a way so we have we've always wore gloves that's been the main thing you'd see ems personnel hospital staff anybody in the medical field wear gloves occasionally you'd see them wearing masks safety glasses and stuff like that so it, it has changed it all the way around. There's there's no way to decipher who has this disease, uh, what their issue may be. So we're wearing masks almost 24 hours a day, and in, in some you know 12 hours of our shift. Let me explain. Um, and, and our safety glasses, and a lot of times we're wearing gowns. It just depends on what the complaint is, what we're walking into. So yes, uh, days of um, going and and uh, people being able to see our face uh, now they're covered almost in any call. 
that's got to be really difficult when you go into a situation like that because you're talking about people who are probably scared or else you wouldn't be there. You know, they're in a situation that's a frightening situation and it's got to be hard to try and, you know, minimize or, or try to calm a person down or whatever when you're all gowned up like in that kind of a situation. Yeah, I think it can be intimidating for a lot of people to, yeah. to view that and see that. But um, I think it's been going on long enough now that people's kind of accepted uh, this. So it's, it's became a lot easier. Um, the it, new normal. The new normal, right? I hate to, I hate I, to say I that. Hate that. <laughs> I hate that phrase, but yeah. that's the one that fits. Yes, yeah, so I think it's, uh, personally, I think it's changed the way we'll run calls from here on out uh, myself. So In what way? Well, I, I believe this will continue. Uh, you, you look at flu season, you look, you know, you'll probably be wearing some type of mask. So, um, it, it is the new norm, I feel like. So, so what I'm hearing you say is like, for, especially for EMS, I mean, we got used to it, but there was a time when I'm old enough to remember when EMS didn't automatically have gloves on. Correct. Yes. And that became just normal. I mean, like EMS doesn't come and do anything without gloves on. Right. And what you're saying is you can see that that becoming the same thing with a mask that, that EMS will absolutely, first responder will actually absolutely have a mask on when they come and talk to somebody. It feels that way. And, and I can't say it will. I hope, yeah. I hope this, um, you know, fixes that, itself. And Yeah, but that makes sense. Direction. It seems logical that that would be something that would happen. So how... How are your people, you talk mm -hmm. about there being like 300 um, uh, EMS in, uh, uh, in Henderson County area. Um, how are your people dealing with having this issue? Because I can't imagine what it's like. like. I have to deal with going and talk, like talking to you. Mm -hmm. and, and we are now like... You're one end of a table and I'm the other end of a table so that we're far apart so that we can talk. Uh, I can handle and I can control those situations. Your folks are putting themselves into situations that are much harder to control. What kind of an impact has that had on, on them like mentally and emotionally? Mentally, you know, I really, you know, from, from talking uh, to, to everyone that, that I work with, um, of course, there's different cases. Um, I believe it affects us the same way. Uh, ever, you know, we're, we're exhausted. The, the, the employees out there, uh, day in, day, exhausted, stressed. But it, it's no different than any other working man or woman out there doing another profession. And 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 that's the way I believe the majority of our EMS feels. Um, it, it's it's something new. Uh, so it, it's very confusing that sometimes there's new protocols that come out for the way this progresses or changes. So keeping up with that, um, it, their daily home life is stressed. You, you look at uh, schools being shut down, child care being shut down, managing a way to come to work. Um, we, we, we have to have ambulances running. So it's, it's making sure that we're there to keep the citizens safe and, and the ambulances up and running. For... Um... An industry that puts itself, uh, we've, we, frontline is a term we've come to understand and, and hear a lot in the last year. Mm -hmm. And you guys are without a doubt frontline. I mean, it doesn't get much more frontline than the EMS and the ambulance rolling up to somebody's house. Um, what, is it that 
make someone want to do that, make someone want to jump out of that ambulance and go into a house and they had no idea if there's a pandemic there. Yes. I think it's a little bit of excitement behind it. Um, I don't want to say adrenaline rush, but it's a sense of being able to take uh, a, a scene or a situation and guide it in the right direction. And um, I don't want to call it control, uh, but but in a way, you're con- you're controlling uh, somebody's worst day and 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 mm-hmm. trying to steer it a different direction and get them help. So um, a lot of it has to do with the personalities of the person. But uh, I believe they want involvement. Uh, you know, I'm, this is obviously going in history books, and uh, not everyone can say that I was there. I seen it. I know exactly what it was. So. That's interesting. Is that something that you and your your people think? Do you think that that's something that um first responders think about i was actually front lines during a pandemic i believe that it crosses their mind we've all talking uh, spoke with our grandparents before and hear heard their stories and as they're able to um, label out the you know this year this happened this year this happened but yes I, i do believe that a lot of us feel that way do you think, and you said it a little bit earlier, I mean, about the masks or, or whatever, um, and a lot of the folks that I've talked to have said the same kind of thing, that there are things that have been put into place that will be like this forever. Um, and you feel the same way about your industry. I do, and not all of it's bad. A lot of it is kind of awakeness to things, bad habits, you know, the simple cleaning hands, watching services, don't touch and stuff, you know, keep your hands off your face. But, um, but yes, sir. Boy, isn't that the truth, man? When they first started saying, keep your hands on your face, it took me that all of a sudden I realized how many times a day (laughs) I actually (laughs) touch my face. Like, oh man, I'm in big trouble. I'm in big trouble here. So what do you see? Um, what do you see as the role of EMS and first responders during a pandemic? What what do you think your role has been? I think our, our role has been is to promote that we're a safe place. You know, whether it's a firefighter first on scene for a medical call, whether it's a police officer, whether it's we're there to help the person. And I think our role is to ensure that other people know there's resources out there that can help them. And um, we can get them pointed in the right direction. It may be a doctor's visit. It may be a hospital. But the one thing uh, I think that we stress the most is is safe. Uh, you, you should not fear help. So is there anything that's happened during the last year that really stands out to you? That's that moment where you're going to be like, oh, man, when I think back to the pandemic, when I think back to 2020 and that year, this is the thing I'm going to remember. Not necessarily. I, I don't have any stories to relate it to. The experiences, uh, the, the you know, wearing the gowns, wearing the mask, how hot they are and uncomfortable they are, and the number of calls, The you know. But uh, at the same time, all of our crews have been extremely busy, and they're still wearing a smile. They're still treating people with respect. They're still embracing uh humanity i mean i don't know that i answered your question very good but... no I, I i actually like that when you, and, and you used a phrase that i think i was trying to dig for a little earlier mm-hmm. when you said embracing humanity and that's kind of what i'm talking about i mean 
when I say you guys are frontline, what, what's it, what's it take? What is it that makes someone want to roll up on that situation? Because, you know, if you guys get called to a house, that's that house's worst day. Yes, sir. No, it is. And so when you get out and you go in, I can't imagine what kind of a person in a good way. I mean, what, mm. what it is that's inside a person that says, Hey, I want to be there at that time to help. Mm. That's kind of when Boeing, you said embrace their humanity. That's what I was. I, I like, I love that phrase. Um, when you hear that, um, the citizens of the year want to honor the medical community and that they specifically pinpoint your group, uh, first responders and EMS as part of that. Mm -hmm. How's that make you feel? It, it is overwhelmed with gratitude. We, we, we appreciate it. Uh, we do. There's, there's so many people every day that stop and, and take the time and say, you know, thank you for what you do. And, uh, honestly, it, I think a lot of us feel a little guilty accepting some of that, uh, gr gratitude from other people, you know, because then again, we're, we're doing what everybody else is doing. We're, we're going to work. We're doing our job. We're doing, um, what we want to. We're enjoying life. Um, so we feel that there's a lot of other people that deserve the same gratitude, but we, we do appreciate it. Yeah. yeah we, well. we feel it. A hero always thinks that somebody else is the hero. <laughs> so, um, is there anything else that I haven't asked or we haven't talked about that you came in and you really were wanting to make sure that you said or mm -hmm. that you wanted to to express? Yeah, we we owe a lot uh, of thanks to you know when you say first responders, EMS, frontline. There there are a lot of first responders that are fire department based, whether they're paid, whether they're volunteers. Uh, those folks, they go out there without a paycheck and, um, they wear the same gown. They wear the same mask and they follow the same protocols, uh, Dr. Desai has for us. So we, we believe we want to make sure they understand, uh, that we appreciate them and what they do. We couldn't do it without them because, uh, there's a lot of situations we couldn't get uh, a patient out of a house or give them the care they need without them. Beautiful. Uh, Ty Loper, thank you very much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it, and we want to thank you for everything that you do for our community. Yes, sir. Thank you.